Right. Are you on tin yet? No. I live on tin. I know you do, but I don't. <laughs> it's been a trying day. There's been so many tribulations and tests of my ability to withstand them. You know, I feel like you say that every week. Yeah, no. I, the only thing that happened is my jeans ripped when I got into <laughs> a car. So so it, it positively dampered my mood. That's understandable, honestly. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like they were, like, any special jeans, but it's just, like... Reminds me of that Spongebob episode. You know the one. No, I don't. Okay, well... Everybody else listening knows what I'm what, talking what about. What are you talking when about? When SpongeBob ripped his pants. Oh. Whatever. He needs if a it tailor. sounds like I'm getting a cold, it's because I'm getting a cold. Yeah, me too. I feel it. Yeah. I feel like if I don't go to sleep in approximately maybe four and a half hours, I'm going to be sick. I think my voice sounds a lot less irritating when I'm sick. Doesn't have that like extra like spunk in it that that's really annoying. So. <laughs> It's going to be a great podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Were You Even Listening, episode 11. Here's our intro. So, Natalie, what have you been listening to in the past week-ish? Honestly, it's been a lot, like wow. a lot more than usual, I think. Um, I've been back on my jazz, soul, R&B, funk bullshit again. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I made a new playlist. I, I was debating whether I was going to say anything because I always talk about it, but I'm going to say it. It's called Nearly as Smooth as Cold Train, and it's got like jazzy stuff, funky stuff, soul, R&B. <laughs> you're, you're laughing at me. You're just... You're just... <laughs> looking like away into the distance <laughs> i'm trying to remember what's on it oh. but i could just look right here um it's got curtis hardig um charles bradley james brown the famous flames lady ray uh even schoolboy q is on here because there's a little bit of chill hot oh it seems like it's all over the place <laughs> it's all over the place but for some reason it flows and it fits mm. and fkj which really good honestly check it out and then um i kind of like went through like <laughs> stop looking at I'm me just again. I'm 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 listening intently no it, you have like like your little judgy little eyes are judging me it's the second time you've said that in the past like 45 minutes because you're judging me I'm not I'm just looking at you anyways I'm trying to be an engaged listener <laughs> anyways well the whole jazz thing because like then I started listening to like Billie Holiday mm-hmm. and um so then that brought on me like wanting to like go to my 60s playlist and that brought on this whole spiral of me going through the decades. And I landed so right now on the 80s. And that's what I've been listening to. And I watched the new Demi Lovato. What's it called? The Demi Lovato documentary. There's a Demi Lovato documentary? Yeah, yes. What? I think it's actually been out for like a little bit too. Oh. But not, I don't know, maybe a couple months. I actually didn't look at the release date. I had no idea that there was a Demi Lovato documentary out. It's YouTube Red. Like, on YouTube Red, it's like oh. a YouTube Red original. Well, that's why I don't know about it, then. Well, the thing is, I, I don't have YouTube Red, but so I have... you watch it? I have YouTube TV, and you get YouTube Red shows if you're subscribed to YouTube TV. You just get them. 
It's just like a thing. It just comes with it. Wow. So I saw that, and you know, it did its job. It made me listen to Demi Lovato's new album because I, I watched it. I was like, oh, I guess I'm gonna listen to this. <laughs> so, Great. That sounds like a, it's been a lot, honestly. Yeah, that sounds like a very exciting. Has yours and, been as eventful? Um, I don't know. Not really. I guess I listened to, like, all weekend. I listened to the Black Panther soundtrack. Like that's it. That is all I listened to over the weekend. As you should. Um, which put me in like a rap slash 90s hip-hop vibe um so i listened to everything by kendrick basically went into some kanye some diggable planets kind of just everything really just kind of mashed together just seeing where related artists and stuff would take me um and then i listened to mgmt's new album so i could review it this week well last week and that's an experience that we'll talk about later on I also, you know, just as, like, my sleuthing skills, saw the that you sleuthing. listened to your Oh What a Night playlist quite a bit, but yeah. Sleuthing skills. Her stalking skills have really come in handy, because she has seen that, yes, in fact, I have been listening to my 70s and 80s playlists today, specifically. So, that's great. Thanks. Yep. Yesterday, I was just playing a lot of Monster Hunter, and um, in the background, I was playing both of those playlists, so. I'm glad it's been... It's been a time. Yeah, no, it's 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 always a time. You know what else is a time? Mm. Our our news for this week. Oh yeah, no, there's some <laughs> there's some stuff. Let's get into this. I want to start at a specific item, and I think you know which one that I want to start at. I don't know. This is like this is like Russian roulette right now. I don't know which one you're gonna pick. Yeah, no, it feels like <laughs> Russian roulette because fucking Ed Sheeran's making more music, and Woo! like I I have had enough. I I don't want this. I literally put. In the description of, like, our news for, for the week, I put, why is Ed Sheeran making more music already? We've had enough. <laughs> I have. I have 100% had enough. I don't, I don't, I don't get his appeal. I don't like his music. I don't like his face. Like, <laughs> in, in the past, people would have just been like, hey, you just don't like him because he's popular. No, I don't like him because he sucks. Yeah, and apparently the new album that he's working on, which is going to be called Subtract, so we're really completing shook. that whole... I'm shook. Like, every, we, every mathematical function. We have multiplication, we have addition, we have subtraction, now we, well, we're going to have subtraction, and we had divide. So, like, we're... I, but what I'm thinking now is now those are the main four, like, mm-hmm. mathematical, like... Functions. Functions. So, like, maybe he's done after this. No, of course not. Why would he be done? I mean, he could get into the square root. I mean, he's like selling that, but... he's selling tickets for his shows at eighty three pounds a ticket. So like, people will pay to see Ed Sheeran no matter what he's doing. And if anybody is wondering what the album artwork looks like, picture a square mm-hmm. that's yellow, mm-hmm. a yellow square. Mm-hmm. Then picture a black horizontal line, also painted known as the, across. the subtraction symbol. <laughs> <laughs> right, but you know what I mean. And that's about as in-depth as you can get with that, I mean, honestly. Hey, I, my favorite part of this article that you can read on NME.com is, my whole career I've studied Coldplay, and Coldplay are fucking geniuses. <laughs> that's my absolute favorite part. Like, that's my quote of the week now. <laughs> Coldplay are fucking geniuses. It, I mean, that's, like... I've, I've, I had a dollar for every time I heard someone say that. I've had, I would have exactly have one dollar, yeah. Like, I... <laughs> well, first of all, so basically, it's not going to be a pop album because he's afraid of, like... 
No, but like you can't getting too big. He can't make an album and then say this isn't a pop album because it's going to be a pop album because he's Ed Sheeran. It could possibly be lo-fi. But no matter <laughs> like what I'm saying is no matter what he does, it will be considered a pop album right. because he's Ed Sheeran and because his fans are listening for pop and right. pop music. It's like Justin Timberlake made, made Man of the Woods. Which is still a pop album, despite the fact that two of the songs are country, and one of them is almost, like, dubstep. True. So, like, it's a clever, I guess, way of trying to push pop music to something that's more than just catchy lyrics and loop pedals. I'll, I'll read, like, quoted what he said. He wrote, The reason it's not a pop album is people expect you to come up with the next album and they're going to be like, it has to be bigger than Shape of You and you have to sound more than this. But if I control it and go, here's a lo-fi record that I really love, my fans are going to be like, yay. In the pop world, they're going to be like, oh, well, maybe the next one. And basically saying that if it doesn't sell as much, it's not a failure or a flop because it's different. I mean, that's a cop-out way of saying it might be bad. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, It's like, too. it might be bad, don't blame me. It's my artistic liberties that I'm being take, that I'm taking here. That's kind of exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, so, I mean, next up, Pink makes a Vaporwave album. And then it just keeps going from there. It's definitely one thing I won't be looking forward to. No. I mean, I, I know, like... I, I get very heated about this, as you can probably tell at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's so fun. That's why but, I really <laughs> wanted to include this in the news. <laughs> but I, I understand why people like Ed Sheeran. I get it. It's just he is not for me. And if any of these words have offended you and you are a Ed Sheeran lover, There's probably a lot of a people. fan of Ed Sheeran, then, you know, tweet at me. We'll have a discussion about it. I just, I hate him. It's a strong word. Well, the only people who like Radiohead's creep are apparently 38-year-old men, according to a new study reported by New York Times. Yo, this this made me laugh. This like, was a, this was a very fun article on Stereo Gum. Breaking news: Dads like Radiohead. I feel like that's kind of a broad statement to make. Like, yeah, I don't like, know that all dads like Radiohead. And like, also 38 years old. Like, I feel like that's not the prime dad age. No, that's not the prime dad age. Prime dad age is, like, 46. Right. Or maybe 42. Millennials can listen to Tom York, too. <laughs> but, like, when I, when, I think of, I when I think of dad band, I don't think of Radiohead. Yeah, no. I think of, like... I think Depeche Mode. Well, that my dad listens to Depeche Mode, yeah. <laughs> I think, like, when I think of, like, hardcore 100% dad band led zeppelin yeah i think led zeppelin i think grateful dead i think like pink floyd oh yeah like those are the three that i that i picture when i think of dad not pablo honey yeah i mean i just think this article is like it's just funny the way that the the data is presented yeah so so background information um on New York Times, um, Seth Stevens Davidowitz, 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 Davidowitz looked into different statistics and data that Spotify had presented, um, showing that like over the course of your lifetime, your peak, the peak influence that music has on you depends. Like for women, it's age thirteen, and for men, it seems to be age fourteen when childhood influences are stronger. Um, 
so like after that, you're kind of the influence of the things you listen to allegedly goes down according to this data and the patterns that were looked at. So like basically it was determined if you loved a song as you're as a teen, you're probably gonna love it forever, either ironically or not. Um so some of the songs like the highest rank among women age thirty five was That's the Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson. Um, Women at 41 all kind of peak at Just Like Heaven by The Cure. And women at age 69, who were 17 at time of release, have Oh Pretty Woman by Ray Orbison. Roy Orbison. From 1964. I mean, that's honestly pretty true for me about the whole, like, if you liked it as a child, you're gonna like it forever. I feel like just because of the nostalgia value, though. Well, yeah, that's, that's partially it, I think. Also, like, for the men side of things um the highest the highest rank for one of these um for men at age 38 was truly madly deeply by savage garden (laughs) and like why (laughs) why that one is my question if you like that song at age 38 that means they were 18 when the song came out so what happened that made everyone like truly madly (laughs) deeply by savage garden in 1997 that's my question i think but yeah, so it's a it's a fun read. Um, we can link it when we post this, yeah. I think, because there's there's a whole lot that it gets into as far as data goes um, that we're not going to get into out loud because that would be super boring. But right. what what is your like peak song right now? Like, what do you think your your peak like influence is right now? Do you mean in regards to like when I was a child, like a song that had impact on me? Like according like to the article? according to the article, a song that came out when you were 13 or song that you found at age 13 would be technically according to this the most influential on you so when you were 13 what songs had come out um i can't remember like age 13 but like i can remember a song that like had that same i guess impact as a child and i'm just the first thing that came to mind was polly by nirvana Mm. So I don't know. I definitely I wasn't even born yet. So when that came out, <laughs> right. but I mean that's the first, that's the one that comes to mind to me when I think of like when I was a child and mm-hmm. listening to that. So like let me let me just do this this quick math. Music here. that came out in 1996. So music that came out at when I was 14 would be 2010. So 2010 albums like we have we have albums like Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And This Is Happening by LCD Sound System, and The Suburbs by Arcade Fire, Teenage Dream by Katy Perry, B.O.B. Presents The Adventures of Bobby Ray, The Nationals High Violet. Like, all of these came out when I was 14, and this is, like, every, this is stuff, aside from Bob, that we play, like, on Subverse. Like, these are things that I still listen to. That makes so much sense. And, like, always will probably listen to. So... I think it's it's weird, like, you don't really think about it until you see it kind of, like, in front of you, all of the things that came out at that specific age. Because, like, if I had to pick, I would probably say, like, most influential stuff was, like, sixth grade, like, Panic at the Disco. I, I think Hot Fuss had a real impact on me when, uh, by the killers. I'm gonna, that's a really important quote. <laughs> I think Hot Fuss had a real <laughs> impact on me. No, like, and in, in, I kid you not, and not even when I was in middle school, because I think I was pre-middle school at this time, like in sixth grade, mm-hmm. we would go on, like, walks every week, like our class would, as part of, like, exercise, and you got to, like, bring your iPod, so, like, that was before, like, iPods even had, like, 
the screens like they were like the nanos yeah, or whatever. yeah and i would like play that album and like on my walk i was a loner so when you were 13 it would be 2009 yeah yeah i was born in 1996 yeah so 2009 yeah. so you had Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix, the Phoenix album. Oh my god, I actually love that yeah. album. Yeah, no, me too. I this listen to so that weird. all the time. <laughs> um, you have the Grizzly Bear album with two weeks on it, Relapse by Eminem, It's Blitz by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Okay, I like that one too. Meriwether Post Pavilion by Animal Collective, Two Sons, Bat for Lashes. I love Bat for Lashes. Holy I know, yeah. Crap. Um, 21st Century Breakdown by Green Day. May. One twenty-one guns. Lay down your arms. Give up the fight. Oh my God! Amberlynn had their um, lost songs album in yeah. two thousand nine yeah. too. Oh my gosh! Yeah. See, this is crazy. Look up <laughs> when you were thirteen or fourteen and see what albums came out, and then see if you still listen to those albums and write back to us. We want to know. We want to know if it's as accurate. Natalie, you as got it the resistance us. by Muse and Backspacer by Pearl Jam. You got everything. <laughs> I'm not really all that happy about Muse being in my ear. That album, fine. like, was so big in my school. Like, literally I know. everyone was. Well, is, to it. is that the one where um, Supermassive Black Hole was on? No. Okay, because I remember that was, like, that was on uprising. the Twilight soundtrack, so. What, what's the one? Yeah? You just made a sweeping arm motion that I... What I'm not going to think of the name, what so I'm not, I'm not even going to try, because I'm not going to be able to think of the name of the song. But yeah, so what came out, what albums came out when you were 13 or 14? And do you still listen to them? Write us on this post, I guess, on Facebook or SoundCloud or yeah, at us Yeah, you can, Twitter. like, comment on yeah. the SoundCloud feed or just, like, tweet at us. Yeah. At Weeper Fever. That'll be a good one. Mine's at BR somebody. Um, anyway, what else do we have going on for news? Uh, well, if you like The National and you like Father John Misty, maybe you'll be interested in a concert that's happening in Toronto in August. Oh, wow. Um, tickets go on sale this Friday at noon in the concert is at Fort York Garrison Common. And also, Julian Baker is going to be there, too. Oh, cool. It's all ages, right? It's all ages. It's $69, like, Canadian, so, like... Canadian dollars. I don't know what that translates to American dollars, because I'm not um, math. There but. is... Hold on. I, I know Canadian dollar. It's more expensive Canadian. Yeah, so it's so, going to be cheaper for us here. That would probably be, like, 50 I would think... USD to CAD. Let's do this live. Let's do this live. This is great audio content. No, it really is. So I'm gonna put in a. I'm gonna put in a. What is it? Sixty-nine. Fifty-four dollars and eighty cents, not including tax. Great. So for fifty-four dollars, you could see <laughs> the National and Father John Misty, and also Jenny Lewis, Julian Baker, and Dan Emmons. But That'd be great. That sounds like a really good time. Yeah, Toronto's honestly really not that crazy far mm-hmm. from. Edinburgh, Pennsylvania. It's mm-hmm. even closer where I live because I live in Buffalo, but wow. definitely not closer to you. No, <laughs> no, 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 that's not very close at all. Mary J. Blige is going to be co-starring in the Netflix adaptation of Gerard Way's comic series *The Umbrella Academy* as Cha Cha, the Hit Woman, which is fun. Um, Ellen Page and Aidan Gallagher will also be in the show, led by the same director-producer team as the new Netflix program *Altered Carbon*, that is getting rave reviews. I've never thought I'd hear, like, My Chemical Romance and Mary J. Blige in, like, the same headline. No, yeah. <laughs> but just, like, I never thought I would hear, like, Fall Out Boy and Courtney Love in the same headline, and alas, they had that song. <laughs> so, truly, this is the year of mysteries. Maybe mistakes. We'll find out, though. I haven't seen Mary J. Blige in a really long time, and then on that article that we have linked, I saw the picture of her from, like, last year, and I'm like, oh, no. 
Mary. <laughs> what is he doing? What happened? And there's <laughs> but, there's no premiere date for the series, but it's going to be 10 episodes. Yep. Um, Umbrella Academy is actually really cool. Um, I don't know. You probably. I'm assuming you haven't read it. I don't want to assume, but I'm going to assume you haven't read it. You can assume correctly. This comic book written <laughs> by Gerard Way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, I'm interested to see how they're going to adapt it for television, because I think it's going to be sort of difficult given just kind of how stylized the comic book is, but we'll find out. You know, Riverdale did did a did a job. (laughs) It did a job. Did a job. Correct. (laughs) So we're gonna take a quick break, just like Jughead in season one when he disappears for like five episodes, because who needs him? And then we'll be right back to talk about a record of the week and other stuff. Stay tuned. Stay down with no bacon. Go up, top down, I've been racing. Go up, she wild, I'm in dangerous. Go up, my crowd in rotation. Yeah. Are you on tin yet? Are you on tin yet? Wait. Are you on tin yet? Are you on tin yet? I live on tin. Wait. Are you on tin yet? Are you on tin yet? Natalie, what's our album of the week? I'm glad you asked. The Black Panther soundtrack. Yeah. Music song and inspired by. Boom. It's so good. It's literally so good. Like, it's so good that like i don't even have that much to say about it because it is just perfect from start to finish Seriously. and i i can't get into front to like, back any intricacies. like i i swear front to back like, like if you're listening and you haven't listened to it yet please listen to take it take our word for it like, like it has good. everything it has like really great lyrics it has a lot of features and very just like stylish modern production elements blended with like traditional like african drum beats Mm -hmm. and um like i know there's on redemption there's like a couple lines in zulu like there's a whole lot going on on each of these songs and they all work so well together like it and it it sort of tells a story on its own even when you remove it from the fact that it's about black panther black panther yeah and originally like Kendrick was only going to do, like, a few songs for them, mm-hmm. and then it kind of, like, turned into, like, a whole soundtrack, thank God. <laughs> like, um, I don't know, where do, do you want to just, like, start and go track by track, or do you just want to um, talk about our favorite tracks? I mean, if we want to talk about favorite tracks, then sure, let's right. do that. Um, for me, my, uh, my favorite tracks, All the Stars mm-hmm. with SZA. Um, the music video for that is out too. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, then uh, X, mm-hmm. <laughs> Two Chain Schoolboy Q. That I think was if I had to pick a favorite, I'm gonna pick X because when I listen to that too, like I I listen to the album in order, and when I listen to that, I had a tough time like moving on from it to like well, yeah, I listened like, to it four times that pretty one, much once I got to it. When I got to X, I'm like yo, and yeah. then I was like yo, yeah, yo, I know, and, and then I just, it just kept, kept listening better. to it, yeah. And then, like, the beat changes, and it's like, what? And then you just keep going, and then you repeat it again. Um, uh, yeah, all the stars in X are both really good. I like the ways. The only issue, I mean, it's just, Khalid kind of sounds the same all the time. Well, but, so does Sway Lee, though. Like, yeah, he sounds the same true. as he did in Unforgettable to me. But, you know. Yeah. It's still really good, though, also. Um, King's Dead's fun. Redemption's amazing. I think Redemption's probably my favorite. And then X... And um, all the stars in Big Shot are kind of like yeah. I was, I was gonna say uh, Big Shot and Oops mm, mm-hmm, are my mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. next top favorite. And Kingstead too. I like Kingstead. I like Future. They're all really good. Like honestly, <laughs> we just picked like half the album. So <laughs> pretty much. And nearly everyone on here has collab 
collaborated with Kendrick before, mm-hmm. like SZA, Doves in the Wind. Mm-hmm. Schoolboy Q, you had Collard Greens. Ab Soul was on Overly Dedicated. J-Rock was on Money Trees. Then, obviously, Zakari was on yeah. Damn. And then uh, The weekend and Kendrick Lamar had Sidewalks. And we got James Blake on this album, too. James like, Blake, made twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, honestly... There's so much good here. Yeah, no, I was just, I was living the entire time. And then when I, it came out, I was like, I'm just going to listen to it start to finish. Um, I did, and I was playing it out loud in, in my room. And then <laughs> my friend's girlfriend's like, this, what is this? Like, is this Kendrick? I'm like, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's Kendrick. Also, even the songs that he's not like credited on specifically, like he still provides some sort of like background vocal yeah. or some sort of yeah. like verse, which I he's love. He's present in he's all of the tracks. All of it. Yeah. yeah. It's so great. Good. It's so good. I, I, like I said, I can't say enough good things about it. And um, isn't it three songs are actually going to be in the movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it is all the stars. Um, pray for me. And then uh, the third one, I'm still not like certain on. I always get curious about like which song is going to be the end credit song. Mm-hmm. Like for Fifty Shades, I guessed right when I thought it was going to be <laughs> the weekend's song. Uh, earned it. And yeah. I, I was like, yep, I knew it. But then... It was. Oh, good. It was the end credit oh, song. That's I was good. right. That's good. <laughs> um, and it's headed... The Black Panther, the album, is headed for a number one debut on the Billboard 200 album chart. Not so surprising. But not shocking are, at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see the movie. It comes out this Friday. Mm-hmm. February 16th. Go see it. <laughs> um, so recently released other stuff that came out last week that wasn't the Black Panther album... Um, we have MGMT's Little Dark Age, which was their first album in, like, maybe, I think, four years? It definitely doesn't sound like their previous stuff. Right. That's for sure. It's definitely got, I felt, a, like, a synthy yeah. thing. Yeah, that's, like, the the big thing with it. I reviewed it this week, um, and it's more, like, inspired by synthwave than, like, psychedelic alternative stuff. Um like, Little Dark Age, the song specifically, sounds like it takes cues from, like, Kavinsky and other kind of synth 80s-inspired artists. Um, it definitely, I feel like it is capitalizing on the whole, like, 80s are popular thing, but, like, maybe a couple months too late, because it seems like everyone else has already done it. Um, so this album is just, like, fine. I mean, I definitely probably won't go back to it, but... I mean, I thought it was fine. Like, I was a little. I texted you. I was like, I was a little frightened when I heard the first song. I was like, this doesn't really sound like MGMT. It it doesn't. It's just like, there's certain songs on it that I think work really well. Um, Me and Michael's fun. It feels like a John Hughes movie soundtrack, or like inspired by a John Hughes movie, um, which is fine. You know, a lot of people kind of do that at this point. But, like, it just, all of it, What I, I guess what I'm getting at is that all of it really feels kind of rehashed. Like, it's stuff that we've already seen before from other contemporary artists. And it's lacking that kind of, like, self-awareness that their other releases had. It's not as good as Congratulations. It's not as poppy or made for the charts as... Um, their first album was, so it's just like, it's, it just kind of exists in this weird, like, it's fine, but it's not great for them, 
Yeah. But it's an okay album. And I think I think a lot of people who know MGMT or maybe consider themselves f- fans or listeners probably really like them for like Time to Pretend and Electric Feel mm, and kids. like that's in kids and uh, you're not going to get that here. Um so like if that's what you're looking for like that's not what it's going to be. But um I mean one last thing to try is sort of a more on the like boppy like sing along side. Um, yeah, it feels like kind of an M83 song. Yeah. Like, it it felt like um, something from, like, the Kim and Jesse era of M83. Um, yeah, it's just, like, eh. <laughs> when You Die is, like, my mood all the time. Yeah. It's what, so, like, self-deprecating and, like... That's like, the yes, only one I, that I really... with it. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> one that really has, like, that bite of, like the irony and the satire and stuff that the writing usually has. So it's just like, I kind of, I think I wanted more of that, but Mm -hmm. this, the album kind of feels more like them trying to set a new path for themselves. It's more like, it it feels more like a reinvention. I I was, I was thinking that too, like they're trying to change their sound. Yeah. 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 It it definitely feels more like a reinvention than kind of like a continuation of because their last album wasn't super well received. Um, People didn't love it. There weren't any songs that really stood out on it at all. Um, so yeah, it's like it's fine. Final consensus is it's fine. <laughs> it's like I'm probably gonna listen to some of it again. Like I don't dislike listening to it. I think if it comes on, I'm not gonna like turn it off. Right. I guess. But it's aside from maybe like when you die or. Me and Michael, I don't think I'm going to be, like, seeking out any of these songs to listen to independently. Like, I still do with their stuff from Oracular Spectacular, and of congratulations. Course, yeah. And Dashboard Confessional, Crooked Shadows. I listened to one song and then decided it wasn't for me and didn't yeah. listen anymore. I mean, yeah, I'll just preface it by saying I've never liked Dashboard Confessional, and um, after listening to the first few songs, I realized I never will, so. Damn. <laughs> Are they are they emo? Are they still emo? I don't know. Okay. I'm sure they were at some point. Yeah. I don't it doesn't sound like they are now. No. So who knows? Truly. And great. Uh Franz Ferdinand, always ascending. Um, I don't love it. So Frank Ferdinand. A a very close What? A Frank Ferdinand. <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm no, it's a it's a joke. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> I thought um, you were being serious and I was really confused. I yeah, like, it's actually pronounced Frank Ferdinand. <laughs> It, it's not, is no. it? Okay, because no. honestly, like, you were, you had me worried for a sec. I was doing so well by pronouncing names, and I just was, like, really worried. It feels like a Franz Ferdinand cover band from playing original songs. Oh, I get the, the name joke of Franz now. Ferdinand. So, Frank Ferdinand. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> there were layers, and you didn't give me the chance to explain it, because you're just immediately out. so, like, horrified. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, I didn't like it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, to be fair, I have not listened to any other Franz Ferdinand song other than Take Me Out. Yeah, that's the only one I think anybody knows, really. Unless right. you're Unless you're a fan for... People can be fans. When that song, like... I just hit the mic. I don't know. When, like, that song comes on, it lasts way longer than I think it is going to. Like, it just keeps going. And it's only, like, a four-minute-long song, but it feels like... 
it goes on for like eternity. It's great. I love it. Thanks, Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, the wombats, beautiful people will ruin your life. Uh huh. That happened. Okay, here's the thing. I actually really like. I thought I was gonna hate it, and I didn't hate it. I don't love it, but like, I didn't hate it. So that's that. Mm-hmm. I mean, standout tracks. I liked Cheetah Tongue. Cheetah Tongue's good. And um, I don't know why I like you, but I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, White Eyes was okay too. And that's pretty much how I felt about it. You could tell me that the lead singer of the Cooks was the Wombats or mm-hmm. the Kooks or however you say it, and I would like believe you. Yeah, like, they I would sound, need no proof. They sound like a lot of other bands, even though they've been around for a while. Like they they don't have like a set sound of their own. I feel like, which is why it just lends their whole like being to just the fact that this album feels like it exclusively exclusively exists to get them on the top 40 list. Like there is nothing creative here. This is all this is songwriting by the numbers in order to get popularity the same it's way Ed Sheeran does. Probably going to work though. And it's going to work <laughs> because Cheetah Tongue is a bop and it like is a bop. <laughs> It shouldn't be but it is. And then Turn is just basic alt rock that has been going on since like 2004 with the kooks and other <laughs> similar bands it's like it's just <laughs> it 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 aggravates me because you can see it you can see the songwriting tactics like even with the lyrics it's just like hold on hold on let me get these like in turn the the first verse you could give an aspirin the headache of its life Maybe it's the crazy that I'd miss, watering plastic plants and hope that they all grow. When you say those lyrics out loud, it makes me like... Like, this is going to be like on what? some poor girl's Tumblr, some poor 13-year-old girl's Tumblr, written up in cursive font on her wall as, like, interior decorating 101, along with some, like, succulents and some pastel-colored vinyl records that she got from her friend. So basic! If this came out when I was 12, that you just described me. No, if this came out when I was 12, (laughs) it's all I would listen to! It's vapid and nothing! Just like me. Just like Natalie. (laughs) And if you guys probably can't see, I don't know if you can hear, but Britton is, like, doing this thing where he's, like... No, I've peaked the mic, like, 14 times (laughs) since we started this section. Like, I just... (sighs) like that yeah that noise <laughs> that's frustration right there it is frustration i am frustrated with it probably didn't help that album. i said i didn't hate it <laughs> no it's just didn't. like like only where black is a song that would have come out when we were 12 13 14 um cheetah tongue could have just as easily come out around that time as well and then the wombats would have been the most popular band of all time amongst our age group and everyone would want to see them and there would be you know emo night hits by the wombats like what a different world that would be if this album came out in 2006 no yeah i i could totally say that you're right it's bullshit you're right i'm still gonna listen to cheetah tone yeah it's fine and that's what's (laughs) that's what's aggravating me because it does it it does everything that good songs should but it it feels like it's just like an intentional like we're gonna do this to get. That's what popular. that's what AWOL Nation's album felt like too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the same kind of that sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Not that they're the same kind of music. It's just I got that. Yeah. Same vibe. 
But you know what isn't totally aggravating? Mm. Um, Raven Linnae, and I'm so sorry if I said this wrong. Her new EP Crush just came out, and oh. it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Um, there's five songs on it. I really only listened to it because Steve Lacey um, helped like compose beats right. for it and stuff, and like helped out. And he's even he's in one of the songs. And um, you know, you and me are big mm. internet fans, so I just had to check that out for that. So I, it's it's nothing too special, but. She did work with SZA. I'll have to. In I'll have to check it before, out. or she toured with them, so. That's cool. I think she's somebody to watch. And then singles happened too. Turtleneck Man. Another collaboration between Mountain Kimby and King Cruel. It's like a minute long, and it feels just sort of like an introduction. Yeah. To a longer song. I didn't really feel anything about it, and I really like King Cruel. It's more upbeat than yeah. their last album, so. Mountain Kimby, that is. Have you listened to that? No. Okay, it's the one, um, King Cruel's on a song on it called, um, something, Blue Train Lines? Blue State Lines? Something. I could look it up, but at this point I can't be bothered. <laughs> but they're on a song together. Great. <laughs> and it's an okay album otherwise. But yeah, there's not really anything, like, special about it, mostly because it is a minute long, and you can't really get much from it. Yeah. That makes sense. It's just kind of King Cruel talking. And then Preoccupations. Formerly known as Viet Cong. With Antidote. Mm-hmm. Which is just kind of like, yep, that's them. It's more of like a, hey, guess what? We're back, and this is yeah. our single that you'll like if you like us. I mean, we play Continental Shelf on Subverse, and I, that's about as far as it I'm goes. I'm getting tired of hearing that song, honestly, <laughs> because it's in, like, it's in several playlists, because I was like, yeah, you know, it fits at the time, but it's just mm-hmm. that it always plays, and I'm like, I'm getting I'm over tired yeah. of this, yeah. And then I try branching out to their other stuff. I'm just like, I don't feel it really as much. So it's just like, I don't really know actually how I feel about Preoccupation. Yeah, the only reason I even um, really liked Continental Shelf is because of the 80s vibe I kind of felt mm. from it. So the Joy Division kind of right. yeah, yeah. shoegazy thing. But Fourth Wanderer is also back with Not For Me, the lead single from their new album that comes out in April after signing to Sub Pop Records. Um, I really like Fourth Wanderers. Their last album, Slop, was super good. Um, it's kind of like new punk style. The new um, scene. The the new punk scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's good. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's it's a lot of kind of a, a similar sound to their other stuff. So if you like Fourth Wanderers, or if you like other bands right now, like Adult Mom or J Sum or Japanese Breakfast, J Sum, you'll probably and like Japanese Breakfast. Oh my gosh, you'll probably like Fourth <laughs> Wanderers at least a little bit, maybe. So check it out. Great. What's coming out this week? We got the remake of Car Seat Headrest's Twin Fantasy, which will be cool. Um, That's in all caps, so I feel like you're yeah, excited no, about it. Yeah, no, I'm sort of excited about it. <laughs> um, Super Chunk's back with What a Time to Be Alive. Senses Fails got a new record. Wait, why? why? I don't know, but if there's light, it will find you <laughs> next week. Um, Bell and Sebastian. Also, I want to this album by Bell and Sebastian has been on Album of the Year's coming soon next week, every week for the past, like, three weeks. So I don't know if it actually is coming out or not. Oh, gosh. And there's, like, two different sections for it. One has a different album cover. Is it, like, one of those things where it says it's coming out on, like, zero? No, it, zero? it has, like... Every time I have gone on Album of the Year to check out upcoming releases, I have seen Bell and Sebastian's How to Solve Our Human Problems. I just, I don't, I don't know the truth. What an enigma. I want, what is the truth, Bell and Sebastian? <laughs> also, Policia's back with Stargaze for Music for the Long Emergency. And apparently Dita Von Teese is making an album, which is interesting to me. 
I don't know who that is. Tita Montes, the I international like supermodel slash superstar that was married to Marilyn Manson. I don't know. We'll find out. She's a like renowned burlesque dancer. Oh, so not an, not a musical artist. Not formerly. So that's why this is. That's uh, why I was confused. Oh, okay, yeah. this makes sense now. I hope it's just like electro swing. Is it gonna be anything like Marilyn Manson? No, probably music? not. But I hope it's electro swing, if anything. Great. We need more. I hope it's swing like back. the soundtrack to Burlesque. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's what's coming out. Um, we have our new show on Mondays on WFSU Fighting Scots Radio. At 1 o'clock. At 1 o'clock on Mondays, confirmed, um, along with Sarah. It's a mix of kind of our two shows that we're normally on on Wednesdays because of sports and stuff. Yeah. And our first show went pretty well, so it can only really get better from Correct. here. Correct. So. I know it's Mondays now, which yeah. helps. Yeah, definitely tune in. We're in the middle of the day. When we'll be talking about, you know, those albums and stuff. So stay tuned. Hopefully we'll see, like, Black Panther and then talk about Black Panther. Oh, we'll definitely talk we'll about talk it. We'll talk about Black Panther, yeah. probably. See you next week, Bye. folks. Bye.